My name is John Taylor. I'm a private eye, specializing in cases of the weird and uncanny. I don't solve murders, I don't do divorce work, and I wouldn't recognize a clue if you held it up before my face and said, look, this is a clue. I do have a special gift for finding things, and people, so mostly that's what I do. But basically, I'm a man for hire, so sometimes that means I have to go where the money is. I drove my car along the long, narrow road that spiraled up through the primordial jungle surrounding Griffin Hall. Except it wasn't really my car, and I wasn't actually driving. I'd borrowed Dead Boy's futuristic car to make a better impression. It was a long, silver bullet with many wondrous features, which had fallen into the night side from the future via a time slip. It adopted Dead Boy as its owner and occasional driver. I get the impression he wasn't given much of a choice. I just sat back in the driving seat, enjoyed the massage function, and let the car drive itself. Probably had faster reactions than me anyway. I knew better than to try to touch any of the controls. The last time I even let my hands rest on the steering wheel, the car gave me a warning electric shock. Griffin Hall stood at the top of a great hill, in the middle of extensive grounds, surrounded by high stone walls, protected by all the very latest scientific and magical defenses. The huge wrought-iron gates were guaranteed impenetrable unless you had a current invitation, and you could get turned to stone just for leaning on the bell too hard. Griffin Hall, inside the night side, but not part of it, the Griffin family valued their privacy and didn't care whom they had to maim, mutilate, or murder to ensure it. Only the very important and very privileged were ever invited to visit the Griffins at home. Their occasional parties were the biggest and brightest in the nightside, the very height of the social scene, and you weren't anybody if you didn't have your invitation weeks in advance. I'd never been here before. For all my checkered and even infamous background, I'd never been important enough to catch the Griffins' eye. Until now. Until they needed me to do the one thing no one else could do. I wondered who or what had gone missing, so completely and so thoroughly that not even the mighty Griffins, with all their resources, could find it. What had once been a truly massive and elegant garden, sprawling up the high sides of the hill, had been left neglected, then abandoned, possibly for centuries. It had fallen into a rioting jungle of assorted and unnatural vegetation, including some plants so ancient they'd been declared extinct outside the nightside, along with others so strange and distorted they had to have been brought in from other dimensions. A great dark jungle of towering trees and mutant growths, pressed tight together and crowding right up to the edges of the single narrow road. The trees rose high enough to block out the starry expanse of the eternal night sky, leaning out over the road so their interlocking branches formed a canopy, a shadowy green tunnel through which I drove deeper and deeper into the heart of darkness. They say he raised the hill and the hall in a single night. But then they say a lot of things about Jeremiah Griffin. The car's headlamps blazed bright as the sun, but the stark scientific light couldn't seem to penetrate far into the verdant growth on either side of the road.
Instead, thick motes of pollen drifted between the trees, big as tennis balls, glowing phosphorescent blue and green. Occasionally, one would burst into a spectacular fireworks display, illuminating the narrow trails and shifting jungle interior with flares and flashes of vivid light. Some of the plants turned to watch as the car glided smoothly past them. There were trees with trunks big as houses, their dark mottled bark glistening wetly in the uncertain light. Heavy, swollen leaves, red as blood, pulsed gently on the lowering branches. Huge flowers blossomed, big as hedges, garish as technicolor, petals thick and pulpy like diseased flesh. Hanging vines fell like bead curtains over the narrow trails, shivering and trembling like dreaming snakes. Now and again, some small scuttling thing would brush up against the tips of the liana, and they would snap and curl around the helpless creature and haul it up, kicking and screaming into the darkness above.